Hello, and welcome back to Pod Save My 20s, the podcast where we talk about all the things we weren't prepared for in the real world and invite guests to do the same. I'm Tara. And I'm Gabrielle. And we have another lovely guest here with us today, my good friend Holly, who's one of the people that I met at the climbing gym when I talked about friends that I met there earlier. Um, And today we're going to talk about a really interesting topic that maybe isn't something we often think about in relation to our 20s, but it is something like a lot of people and pretty much everyone goes through, but finding spirituality. So thanks for joining us today, Holly. We're really excited for this conversation and to have you here. Um, Do you want to say hi and introduce yourself? Hi, uh, thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Holly, and as Gabrielle said, we met at the climbing gym, and that's pretty much my life right now: climbing and work. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> well, we're really excited to have you, and I'm super excited for this conversation. Um, this is something I talk about all the time, so I'm really excited to bring it to the podcast. Um, but before we start and get into spirituality, we're going to do our moment of truth. And moment of truth is where we take a moment each to talk about something that happened during the week that reminded us that we're in our 20s. <laughs> um, so Gabrielle, I think it's your turn to go first this time. <laughs> it is. And I knew that. And I'm just as unprepared as ever. Oh, I just, okay. So maybe I'll talk about this. Well, my, so my brother's getting married and I'm excited for it. And Nicole asked my sister and I to both be bridesmaids in the wedding um, a while ago, and they're not getting married until September. And so hopefully we're hoping like things are going to be good by then that they, they can still go through and everything. But anyway, we're bridesmaids. And I was, I'm really excited to be a bridesmaid. And this is the first time I've ever like been a bridesmaid or anything. But I also just didn't realize all of the stuff that goes into it. Like I knew planning a wedding, it was intense, but also like being a bridesmaid and like we're having this, like trying to plan this bachelorette party if like, you know, COVID permitting and everything and buying like t-shirts and like also like buying the dresses and trying to coordinate when we can all like go get fitted and like pick out our dresses and everything. And I just didn't even think about like the costs associated with it either. So it's and it like not to put down anything that I'm not happy to be in the wedding I so am but it's just like I'm realizing like how I have to like set aside probably a good chunk of change to like go on this trip and then also like afford a dress um and you know buy food and stuff (laughs) and it's just it's it's a lot more intensive than I thought it was gonna be um so I'm just learning about all the things that go into a wedding and stuff and also like yeah just I'm excited to be a part of it but it's also it's just been a lot (laughs) and Angela um Nicole's sister is coordinating everything that because it's it's a lot of work it's just like almost their full-time event planning job on the side (laughs) for a wedding but yeah that's my moment of truth um I don't know Holly do you feel ready to go next or do you want Tara to jump in yeah go ahead so I just got back from vacation I took a week off and went to visit my family and it was the first time that my family well it was the first time that my entire family so my brother and my parents and my brother's new girlfriend went on a trip together in probably at least eight years uh, because I moved away when I was 20 and I haven't been back to I'm from Minnesota I haven't been back to Minnesota uh, for an extended period of time for a while and I just got back yesterday and I haven't been grocery shopping in several weeks and checking out at the checkout line today going through all my stuff you know it comes to over a hundred dollars and I just oh it's like wow I'm living on my own and it's just one of those moments that's like yeah it, it, it costs money to be an adult and live on your own <laughs> yeah 
and groceries are always so much more expensive than I think they're going to be. And especially, yeah, once you, when you have to like start over and get everything again, because you've been gone or something. It's just, yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the cost. For me, that's every time I do groceries because I like avoid the grocery store, like the plague. I just like hate going grocery shopping. During a pandemic, <laughs> it just adds a whole other level of stress to. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I totally can relate to that moment of truth. My moment of truth is I've been having apocalyptic dreams. <laughs> and um, because I, I like watch stuff all the time that's like post-apocalyptic kind of stuff. That's a genre that I'm interested in. So anyway, I decided that if I were to survive like the initial like apocalypse, whatever it is, that I would probably be able to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, so I'm pretty proud of that for myself. And um, that was my moment of truth this week. That's what I learned from my uh, apocalyptic dreams. <laughs> That's great. Oh my gosh. Happy you would survive. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know if I have any control over the initial event, but if I happen to make it, I think that I, I think that I would do okay. That's good. That's the important part, right? You're right. Well, you can control. <laughs> All right. Thanks for sharing your moment of truth this week, everyone. Um, I think we're going to just jump right in now to our topic. And I'm really, again, just stoked to talk about this. Uh, so Holly, I just want to kind of ask first off, because you introduced this topic to us. Um, we asked kind of what you want to talk about, and this was one of your options. And what made you choose finding spirituality as your topic? Like what interests you about it? And what, why do you want to talk about it today? I guess when you asked me to join a podcast with you. I didn't exactly know how to hone in all of the experiences within my 20s. Um, I'm 25, so I'm about halfway through <laughs> halfway through the decade. And I really reflected upon what is it that has really grounded me and helped guide me through my 20s. And I definitely think that it has been a, a journey of finding spirituality. And you know, it's different for everybody. And mine is different from, from everybody else. <laughs> and I thought it'd be a really cool topic to just talk about it with, with you, Gabrielle and uh, Tara. I would love to, I'm just really excited for this conversation. We are too. Um, that's great. Yeah. I, I talk about this all the time. Um, I don't know how much, of my background Gabrielle might have given you but I'm actually in the process of, apply of applying to school to become a rabbi um, so I'm like very much engaged spiritually um, and I love these conversations and I think it's amazing um, when people are connected spiritually and I love to love to talk about it. I love to hear about it so I'm excited to hear more from you about your experience I know that I've shared a similar experience of really coming into spirituality in my 20s you so here we Gabrielle shared that you attend a Unitarian Universalist congregation here in Ann Arbor and we'd love to like hear a little bit about it how you got there like anything you want to share about getting to that place and, and what it's like and for you and why you chose it sure um I guess really I I moved to Ann Arbor after graduate school I went to graduate school down in Baton Rouge Louisiana and the south is an entirely different place with very different people. I had a really hard time connecting with people and my journey, uh, I've moved around a bit in my twenties and I had a hard time. Like I said, I had a hard time connecting with people. So I actually went 
and took a few different, a few weeks where I attended different churches. I just wanted to find another community to join that wasn't revolving around school or uh, yeah, anything that didn't involve school, I wanted to find other people. And one of the first churches that I went to was actually a UU church in Baton Rouge. And I went there the first week and just felt, I felt like it called to me. And, you know, that's, that's a personal experience in the sense that I, I was looking for that community. I was looking for a church to join. And I did check out a, different, a few different churches. I didn't, I didn't stick with that church uh, right away. And then my grandfather died. And that was a really hard time for me. Uh, I wasn't necessarily close, super close with my grandfather, but he did have an impact on my life and a lot of what I found meaningful in my life. And so I was really looking to find um, some sort of community to, to get me through that. And I went back to UU and I was having a hard time and I saw an, an acquaintance. I didn't know her well, but she sat next to me in the back. I was you know, alone. And after the service, she comes up to me and she's like, Hey, are you okay? It's Holly, right? So she had she had remembered who I was or remembered my name from where I met her. And she approached me and we just had a conversation. And she was like, Hey, do you want to go out to lunch? And I was like, Yes, I would love that. And we just, you know, we just talked. And it was the first time in my life that I had really felt heard and in this completely open dialogue conversation. Short, shortly after, a few weeks later, I moved to Ann Arbor. I got a job working up here in Michigan. And one of the th- things that comes with moving is I, I knew no one in the community. So I you know, went on Google and looked up UU churches in Ann Arbor, and I found the First Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Ann Arbor. And when I walked in the first time, I just, I was immediately greeted. And UU is a little bit different in the sense that it's not an actual religion. It's it's a covenant of people that come together with shared values to respect each other and uh, support each other. And that's what UU is to me. It's a community of people that just support each other. I've also joined the handbell choir and gotten involved in the music and met a few new people. They also have these things called chalice circles, which are basically small groups of people that just have really open dialogue conversations. And it's the most welcoming community and I feel so at home and it's really awesome because I I am living in a state where I don't have immediate family and I feel like UU is my family that's a really awesome thing yeah that I mean I think there's so much there like finding things spirituality or using having religion it's also a way of like gaining that community that we so desperately like need and want especially in our 20s when we're moving around so much and that's a great way to I think we we talked about trying to or how you make friends in your 20s earlier and I don't know if we actually talked about like going to churches or other like religious uh, try and find that way but it's totally valid and it's a great way to do that. And the thing I guess a couple of questions that come up when you were telling me about your story and everything is um how did you know about UU churches like before you went to the first one at in Baton Rouge or were you like, were you looking specifically for that? Did you start, were you just looking for churches? Did you come from like a Christian background? Maybe tell us a little bit more about like your whole background with finding sure. spirituality. <laughs> sure. So I was actually raised, um, my parents would drag me to a Presbyterian church when I was a little kid. And then we moved and found a, a Moravian church. And, you know, 
that church community was pretty involved. I, I was semi-involved. Um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was in fourth grade. And I just remember um, that experience, you know, being very eye-opening for me as a nine, as a nine-year-old. And the pastor at the Moravian church that we had just joined would visit my mom weekly. And I didn't really know much about the, much about Christianity. And when I was in high school, I also, I, I, I went to confirmation classes weekly, but I, I refused actually to get confirmed because I just didn't know enough. I felt like I didn't know enough to be able to say, this is what I believe in. And so I considered myself agnostic for several years. And when I was in college, I went, I first started college at a Catholic school because I really wanted to learn about theology and, you know, different religions. And I moved, I transferred schools and I moved again to a Presbyterian church that was located near the school that I could walk to. And I found a few friends through that church and found a small community that way. But when I went to grad school, it was really um, difficult in the South where religion is a very prominent thing in a lot of the culture down there that I was so shunned away from identifying with a, re- with a specific religion, especially as I'm a, I'm a scientist and as a, as a lot of the things within certain religions conflict with science when they're taken literally in a literal sense. So I had a very hard internal struggle with balancing what I believe in versus the spiritual beliefs that I wanted to be a part of. And one thing about UU is that everybody comes from a different background. There are so many people that do come from Christian Christian backgrounds that have wanted to shy away from those uh, the guilt the guilt aspect of a lot of the practices within uh, specifically Catholic religion and other other Christian religions or other Christian beliefs. And but there's also so many people that come from like a Buddhist background or a humanist background. You know things that I had never really understood nor had the ability to just go up to someone and ask about their religion. That's not necessarily something that is deemed normal in society or socially acceptable to go up to someone and just like ask them about their religious practices or religious beliefs, because those are very personal. And I had never been to a UU church. I think, I think I found the church in Baton Rouge by just Googling um, uh, open churches or something like that, like open, uh, I wanted to find a church that was open to specifically um, LGBTQ churches. And so I think I just stumbled upon UU on Google one day and just decided, oh, I'll try it out. You know, what's one Sunday, one hour of my Sunday. And it's definitely been, you know, one of the most meaningful decisions of my life is finding, finding the spirituality or the community. I love the, um, the idea of just stumbling upon it. I think that it's, it sounds to me like this was sort of a journey you were always on. You, you were interested in this, you had questions about it and you were looking for the space to, that you could, you could use that voice and you could have those conversations. I think that's really beautiful. And I want to thank you for sharing because sharing things about your personal beliefs and, um, 
religious things can be really hard. And I think it's, but I, I think it's, it's so valuable. Um, and, you know, I think that it's really awesome that you found um, UU. I think that I actually know that most people our age struggle with religion, like really have a hard time um, figuring out like where they fit and what the right place is for them. And I think it's amazing that you went on your own journey and you you found what you were looking for. Um, I, I hope at least it sounds like you found what you were looking for. Um, and I think that's like really awesome. I would, I'm wondering like what um, advice you might have to someone who is also kind of seeking out spiritual connection. Um, you know, what, what would you, what kind of advice would you give for someone who's on a similar journey that you went on? Well, I'm just, I'm thinking about how in our twenties where, you know, it's the, it's, it might be the first time that we're kind of living on our own. It might be the first time that we're away from our families it might be the first time that we deal with some really profound experiences like grieving um, grieving a relationship or grieving a, a person that has passed or you know so those very profound things that your parents are no longer there to protect you from and my my advice would just be to be open be open to finding something that speaks to you be open to finding or really reflecting upon your values and what 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 matters to you and how you know those can be reflected in whatever path you want to take it's it's not a end-all be-all I really like uh the Tao Te Ching it really speaks to me and the first line in the first chapter is the Tao that can be named is not the eternal Tao and that to me means that whatever you know you whatever you can put words to it's not the end all be all it can change especially you know that speaks volumes to our 20s whatever you do in your 20s it's not the end all be all you can change you can you know i've gone through some major changes i changed my ma- i changed my major from music to science in my sophomore year of college and you know i wanted to be a music teacher but you know that can change and we never really see those things coming. We might end, have, a, have an ending of a relationship that you thought was going to be the end, you know, your life partner, and you might lose that person. I did. And that has also impacted my spiritual journey in finding what values matter to me. And spirituality is also about uh, giving purpose to what you consider life. And it helps you answer the really big questions like what the purpose of life is and uh, and also where do we go after death you know very important questions like that that we might not necessarily think about as as kids but when we're in our 20s we might start to think about those things i mean it's so true our 20s are so and we just don't even know things change on a whim all the time and there are things that we change ourselves that we have control over like change everything and then there's things that change that we don't have control over i think that's something like just to share my own background i guess a little bit spirituality has been something i have kind of like struggled with for a really long time i really loved learning about it as well like you were saying holly um uh, that was some one of my favorite classes i took in college was it was called great books of the iberian peninsula but we basically and through literature and everything we learned about the beginnings of like judaism um 
Islam and Christianity and kind of how they all coexisted and came to be and similarities and differences and the truths kind of of the beginning because I feel I also feel like I grew up non-denominational Christian we went to church almost every Sunday <laughs> and then like once we started getting busier in um, my teen years we stopped going and there was kind of this real weird disconnect that happened of I was raised to really believe in this thing and believe in um, this specific religion that I just wasn't sure if it spoke to me anymore after especially like once we stopped going my siblings kind of became pretty atheist I guess you would say like they didn't have they didn't go to church for the same amount of time as I did since they were younger um, and I just I this I, my belief was a big part of me for a really long time and it's something I don't talk about as well because of that stigma that you kind of talked about before I feel like it's not something you're right it's not something that we're readily able to talk about or like it's really socially acceptable to go up to somebody and be like let's have a conversation about religion about spirituality you know but I really I mean Tara always is talking about um, her Jewish roots and religion all the time and I really love hearing her talk about that because I, I love learning about it um but I guess going back to <laughs> my original train of thought was yeah I, I, it was so rooted in me for a bit but then when we stopped going and then I had some like kind of trauma happened in my life. I lost my aunt, I lost my grandpa. Uh, I lost uh, who I thought was a really good friend, um, life partner in other senses, you know, to something difficult to talk about. Um, and I mean, they're still alive, that sounded really bad, but it was, it was like the relationship ended in a very traumatic way. And all, through this all, I, I thought I had this connecting thread of my belief and it just shattered in that moment, in that year, pretty much that all these things happened. And I just couldn't figure out how to pick myself back up, but I couldn't, and I didn't feel like I understood enough that what I had understood, I didn't agree with anymore. The guilt kind of that went along with a lot of those things, things that it made me tell myself at times. And so I just wanted to explore and learn new things. And I'm still, I think I'm still exploring any things. I tried to come back to it, but I don't, I don't identify as more. I just identify as, I guess, spiritual and everything, but I'm still trying to find that thing that I really like, really speaks to me and I really believe in. But I think more just, I like listening and learning about the different realities out there and what they mean to other people too and why it speaks to them. Um, and I think it's it's an important journey that we kind of all go through, whether it's losing it maybe or finding it at the same time. Yeah, I'm still on that journey, <laughs> but I don't know. Somebody asked me what I believe in the other day and I was like, I think I believe in energy and <laughs> the transference of that and how we're all connected in this really beautiful way if you really think about it and how our energy keeps going, even if our conscious thought does or is, I believe in some sort of something you know I just maybe don't have the words to put to it um but yeah and that was a very long-winded way of coming around to what you were saying but yeah um I can just share I was reflecting this morning a little bit on Judaism and and spirituality and and kind of how how I connect um and some of the things that like I think are just really like cool and interesting um and like a big part of my of of like my the Jewish faith is like reflecting gratitude um and that's like throughout like all your entire life cycle um you're constantly just you know 
like having moments of gratitude, taking a moment and just being grateful. And I think that is a really interesting practice that um, can fit really seamlessly into, into our lives and, and without it necessarily being religious, I just think that it's like a nice practice to have. Um, so for example, when there's this, there's this like thought or belief in Judaism that when you're sleeping, your soul like sort of is in heaven and it is returned to you. Um, and that's how your soul replenishes is by being like in this heavenly space. Um, and when you wake up, you like give thanks for your soul being returned to your body. Um, and I think that's like so beautiful. And I don't think you need to like be religious to like in the morning, like recognize that you like you got that like opportunity to have a new day and to, to return your soul to your body. And uh, there were some other things I was thinking about. Another one is that there's this idea in, uh, in Judaism that you learn the entire Torah. So the entire like Bible in the womb and when you're born, you forget it. And that's what this little mark is, um, is like, that's you were touched by an angel or by whoever, the divine, whatever you believe, and you you forget it, and your your life is your chance to like learn that for yourself, um, and take with you like what you want to, and I I love that I love the thought that like I'm just relearning something that I already know, um, and that it's like innately within me, and that's sort of how I feel spirituality is like when I when I come across something that I just have a sense about like. Like I, I usually have a feeling in my chest about things when I feel spiritually connected to it. Um, I sort of think about like, this was something that was always with me. Um, and now I like get to acknowledge it and notice it and be grateful for it. So that's just like a, a little insight into like my faith and um, my spirituality. I think any way that people can engage spiritually is amazing, um, whether that's through like yoga, meditation, if you're, you know, like a fitness person and working out really just gets you into that headspace, or if you like find connection religiously um, and whatever community it is that you're in, I think that's amazing. Um, and also like metaphysical things like, I collect crystals. I find them, I find there to be like a connection and that there's something very like earthly and worldly about them and kind of like almost magic, like that this, this is able to happen on our planet. And in within my existence, I'm able to hold this beautiful thing in my hand that was like naturally created. And I think that's incredible. Um, so, you know, however you find spirituality, Gabrielle, I know that you do tarot a lot. And I think that is definitely a form of spiritual connection. You know, I think it's important for people in their 20s. And I think that a lot of people in their 20s can be jaded from the way they grew up religiously um, or have had just like bad experiences or maybe never had any experiences. And so are just like first time seekers. Um, and I just want to encourage like all of our listeners to go and like find, find what that is for you. I think Holly, it's so amazing that you like went on this journey um, for yourself and, and it's a journey you'll be on your whole life and we all are on our whole lives and the sooner that we like accept that as part of our existence and as part of our journey I think the more that we get out of our of our time 
um, at least in this realm. <laughs> so that's just some thoughts I was having this morning as we were preparing for this conversation. And Holly, I'd love if you had some like more things just about your personal spiritual practices, things that make you feel connected. Um, I think we, we would love to hear it. And thank you again for bringing this topic to us. It's, it's like very close to my heart. So I appreciate it a lot. Well, thank you for everything that you've just shared. I'm so moved by hearing. I, I love hearing about other religions and other people's practices. I just, everything that you said very resonated very deeply with me. Um, for me, spirituality is really simply just a way of looking at the world and finding meaning in what we do and why we do it. And for me, my personal practice includes things like yoga and meditation. And that's really just a mindfulness practice. Yoga is a, is an incredible mind body connection, and I have friends that you know they don't really yoga doesn't speak to them, and that's that's okay. For me, yoga really helps me connect my mind and my body together, and it's a real workout because you're really thinking about your entire body in in every single aspect. And I also think that meditation is is incredibly difficult and it's both yoga and meditation are I never say that I'm doing yoga or I'm going to meditate it's it's a practice I practice yoga or I practice meditation because it's a constant practice and you're right it is something that I'll be on this journey my entire life it's never something that I'll be able to master or at least not that not in in my sense or of the word and I guess other things that I attend church um UU isn't necessarily a, it's not very, there's no guilt or shame when I miss a week, but you know, there's no one checking the, checking the attendance roster to make sure that I'm there. It's very, it's a self-discipline practice of bringing myself to, bringing myself and my mind and my body to this space to really think about my spirituality. And over the last, what, what is it? 10 months, 11 months now, how long have we been in, in quarantine? Um, it, it's everything is virtual, so it, it doesn't necessarily mean the same because a lot of what church meant to me was being in a room with a bunch of people and and singing with people, and a lot of that is gone. And it's it's been a difficult time to a, a difficult time of reflection to really find what do, what does this mean to me and why why does this why does this not feel the same and asking those questions within myself. It's a mindfulness practice is really what it is. And, you know, that's different for everybody. Some people, it might be going to a graveyard and grieving and just taking that time to feel all the feelings that you feel for your loved ones. And it's, it's those kind of things. It's not necessarily, to me, it's not necessarily a, a check marks, check, you know, got to check all the boxes and fit in a certain box there's a lot of beauty in that. Tara, I loved, I love your, um, your gratitude practice that I, I practice this, something similar with finding gratitude in, in everything that I do or my day before I go to bed, I, th I think about the things that I am grateful for. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of healing in that in just taking the time to really think about what we're grateful for. It's, it's a self journey and it's, it's not something that someone can say, go do this it's not going to mean the same thing as, as if you take that in, into yourself and say, I want this, or what do I want to find? And yeah, I mean, that could be some people, it does their, their family, the family, the religion that they were, 
were raised with, it, it can speak to many people. And that could be the practice within their family. And that's meaningful in and of itself. But so, a lot of us, we don't have that. So we have to go on our own journeys. And every journey is okay in, in exactly where we, are, we are, where we are at. There's no timeline that you have to attain. There's nowhere that you're expected to be. Where you are at is exactly where you need to be. Thank you for sharing all of that. Always. Um, I'm not as I'm not as well spoken as <laughs> both of you, but I'm just trying to gather my thoughts. There was a lot of good stuff. That you had. I uh, yeah, I mean, find I, that's why I think I love the way that you framed this as finding spirituality rather than since it is. It's a personal journey thing. We're always going and just because maybe branch off from something you grew up with or you find you don't have those anymore, you're you're exploring that connection to yourself and to the rest of the world and that's okay and like that's it's like you said it's a lifelong process and it's so true and it's so true for so many things in our life not just spirituality and everything that things change like you said and we can move through it and learn and find what we can practice and what works for us and when you said talking about connection and that personal exploration and the practice of like practice of yoga practice of meditation and coming into your body I feel that way a lot with um, actually a really big part of my art practice and I call it an art practice as well. I was thinking when you were saying that because I, and a lot of times I have to write artist statements and explain like why I'm doing what I'm doing. And a lot of the times art to me is just, it's this whole, this holistic thing where I have a, it's a true connection of mind, body and spirit from like everything is just coming together and there's no filter and I'm feeling connected with myself um, and with my practice and with anyone who I would share this with as well. And it's just, it's like, it, I just can see the string connecting it all together for me. And I think it's it creates kind of this, just this imagery that I see in my head about it. But, and that like when you were talking about connection, I think that's kind of where it's important to realize, like when you talk about spirituality too, like you both said, it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean religion. Spirituality isn't just religion. It's it's these practices and these things that you put forth that help you feel that connection and help you find that meaning and that you are intentional about and continue forward with. And it's okay if they're like these physical objects or this, um, this physical practice or these communities that you build, you know, that it, it all kind of has this underlying kind of spirituality to it. And it's, it's a very broad topic that is so innate in all of our lives is finding this meaning. Yeah, that's, that's just kind of a little bit of my thoughts on how I was reflecting when we were talking. And yeah, I guess, do you see, I know you said you were, you had changed from like, you're very musical. How, you said you, you're in the, you told our listeners that you're in the handbell choir, but you also play the flute. Do you play any other instruments again? And you sing very well as well. <laughs> I miss karaoke with you. That's one thing <laughs> for sure. But yeah, go ahead. I find a lot of meaning in music in general. Mm -hmm. music so I studied music for two years in college and music has always historically been a way to build community and it's seen in every single human culture there's some form of music as a way to bring people together and in college I really realized that that's what music was for me is a way to to bring people together and I find a lot of meaning in just being in a church and and singing hymns together 
you know, the hymns don't necessarily need to be of, of a sacred, of a sacred tune, but sometimes it's just being in a room and singing together in an act of being together. And you know, that, that has meaning in and of itself. And it's, it's an art, just like you were saying, with you know, finding meaning and emotion in, in your art. And it's a, way to, it's a way to bring people together in many, many meaningful ways. Okay, so music, oh my gosh. I mean, music is just this profound experience all the time. And I, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something I was thinking about earlier and I just totally forgot. But that those were some of the most powerful moments is when we're in or that I miss as well from COVID and everything or quarantine is just being a part of a crowd and singing together and feeling that rhythm and feeling that music flow through yourself and like everyone around you. It's such an intimate, connected moment that happens whether it's in yeah a church congregation or at a concert or like a festival you know it's just like music is such a force and it's so I think it's so innate in spirituality too it's it's kind of intertwined and it's yeah it's maybe we'll just have to get together and sing from the balconies <laughs> and call it in the name of spirituality yeah <laughs> Music is, I, I love that music is part of this conversation too. Um, you know, music has a therapeutic quality to it. And that's like, that's literally science. Like we know that we can study that. Um, and I think that it's really like a beautiful part of spirituality. And you can feel that at a Ariana Grande concert which I have, uh, <laughs> you can feel that, you know, when you're just singing with friends, um, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to, to feel that something that I think is just really fun that I'll share. Um, that's like a, a Jewish tradition is we have, um, we have like wordless melodies that we sing. So, um, they're called nigoons and, um, it's there's something really special about that in the sense of like you don't have to be like musically talented you don't have to know any words um you just bring your voice and that adds and that that adds to the experience for everyone um who's participating and I think that that's really special and and a very cool part of another really cool niche Jewish thing and I just like nerd out over like those things so I like to share them when I can but music really is a, a big piece of spirituality and um and and it doesn't need to necessarily be in a religious context like I said I've certainly felt spiritual at an Ariana Grande concert and many other concerts too so I think it's it's something that connects us to each other it's a shared experience. Oh, 100%. I've felt that like every time I'm within a crowd or even just, yeah, like a small group of friends, like you said, and singing and I don't know, feeling that music flow through you and seeing it, like the joy and the reflection in other people who are around as well. And even sometimes, not even in a group though, too, you can have those profound experiences like by yourself as well. I know like music is such a tool that I use all the time. And now through this conversation, I'm starting to think of it more as kind of a spiritual practice in a way of like bringing myself into a moment or like into my head at the same, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, it's, it's something that I use all the time and do all the time. It's grounding and helpful and it, there's this feeling that goes with it that I don't think can be completely explained or described fully. It's just, it's lovely and something that we've been, like you said, Holly, been doing since the need to sing and to feel these rhythms and 
I think it's something that's deeply, deeply rooted in us as human beings to be able to connect through music. And that experience that you're describing is not, you're not alone. There are even professional athletes, they use music to get into that headspace of like pumping themselves up. And then we also use music to, to calm us down. It helps, it helps guide our emotions because there's such, there's a, there's a connection in the brain to with music and emotion and connection of, or a feeling connection with other people. And I mean, I could, I could talk for hours about that, about that in the, in the history and other cultures. And it's, it's very profound and it's very deep, deep rooted in our, in our culture. Maybe we should say our favorite karaoke song. (laughs) Oh, you know, mine is dancing queen. (laughs) I know. It's why I needed you to bring up ABBA. (laughs) I usually go for fat bottom girls. It's a good hype up song that you'd be good at, but everyone else. So, (laughs) You know, I really haven't done much karaoke. Like I, it, yeah, I don't know. I've missed out. <laughs> oh, I mean, karaoke is not for everyone. Like a favorite dance song or hype up song. I mean, if I haven't already like mentioned it a million times on this podcast, like literally anything Ariana Grande. <laughs> I just, you know, I have a spiritual connection with Ariana Grande. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, this has been so fun. I feel, I feel like we've had a good, a good conversation here. I don't know, Holly, is there anything else that you wanted to add in before we, we start to close out here? I feel like this conversation has been so meaningful to me and just being able to share my journey and listening to your journey, Tara, and, and hear more about yours, Gabrielle. I mean, we've been friends for months, but you know, we don't necessarily always have these kind of conversations and it's really profound and awesome that we we're able to share this space. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful, these are always the highlights of my these conversations that we have. And I am so appreciative of you joining us and bringing up this wonderful conversation because I hearing more about your father as well. Yeah, thank you. And we always close out the podcast by saying one thing, which is drum roll I don't know if you can hear it um it's we say stay hydrated because we think that's probably the most important reminder 20 somethings need so Holly would you like to do the honors of telling our listeners to stay hydrated stay hydrated hydrate or die